Holy cow. This is amazing. Can you see me? Hold on. <laughs> this is awesome. Hold on. Okay, okay. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, okay. You sound great. Do I really? That's awesome. Yeah. That is magnificent. I don't uh, see you, though. That's all right. I was going to turn off video to make the audio better anyway, but I well, just see myself. Do you on. see me? Yeah, I see you. Hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. Well, I, I'm not nothing to look at. Let me see. How do I turn my camera around? Uh, I should be able to turn my camera. Oh, there we go. Hello. Did I turn my camera around? Can you see oh, the distance? You are in my home country. This is where you're from? Are you recording this? Yeah, I am recording. You are in Amsterdam. Uh, you are in the yeah, red light man. district. Red light. Red I'm, light. Uh, I'm standing on a bridge uh, over a canal. Yeah. That's yep. awesome. Man, I'm in love. So. <laughs> you sound great. If, if I sound good, I'm actually gonna, probably going to go off, off camera just because my hands are cold and I didn't bring my gloves out. Dude. So we what? can chat. But, okay, uh, I just wanted it. to show you. Well, we're already recording, so here you go. All right, how do I turn off the camera? I don't know. Maybe you or, can't. Oh, now I see both things. Maybe I can't. Oh, you see? Okay, yeah, yeah. And it's recording that? It's well, recording. Well, maybe I'll just, maybe, maybe I'll leave it on until my hand gets cold. Okay. What is up, man? How are you? So, here, should we start it? Bong. Bong. Hey, so welcome <laughs> to Open Tabs, the international edition. Yes, sir. This is on, amazing. On, uh, on holiday. Well done. So, Mr. Macias, give us a little What's rundown up? of where you are, what you're doing, and why you're doing it. Oh, I'm a glutton for pain. That's why. I'm uh, just uh, with the family um, on walkabout. So, we've been in Amsterdam. Yeah, this is going to my pocket. My hands are cold. Uh, we've been uh, in Amsterdam since Sunday. Uh, we flew from LAX to Reykjavik and then uh, transferred to another plane over here to Amsterdam, hanging out. We uh, took a train to Belgium yesterday, midday, and came back late this afternoon. And then we're heading back to Reykjavik, Iceland on Friday uh, to try and see the Northern Lights, and we'll be there until Monday. So we'll get about three or four days of uh, blue lagoons and uh, open vistas and hopefully some uh, colorful psychedelic nighttime light show the aurora so yeah, borealis that's, that's awesome yeah man what's going on with you how have you been this week dude very good uh went got back from san francisco did that trip um been running around all this week doing stuff and seeing things i mean i'm super jealous of what you're doing right now but. <laughs> so how how is the beer how is the beer in belgium how is the beer in amsterdam Oh, you know, I haven't had any beer yet, but oh, maybe I'll have one gosh. while we're on this call. I might do one while we're on this call. <laughs> That's probably a good so, idea. So it is 1048, and I just snuck out of the hotel room with my wife asleep and my twins not sleeping and was just like, I'm going out. I'm going for a walk. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> and they're probably not. They're probably jumping off the bed and hitting their head on sinks and rugs and tables and everything else right now but you know i have to i have to believe they're doing all right so so you put your family to sleep and head directly for the red light district well we're staying here we're staying here so i just well walked done. outside wow man uh, no no and as i told you my <laughs> wife went to sleep and i left 
twin four-year-olds on their own in the hotel room in the bed. That'd be magnificent. Yeah. I, I, I figure if they make enough ruckus to actually be up to something, she'll wake up. Okay, so since we're talking about the international edition and we're talking about kids, how uh-huh. is it flying for 12 hours with twin girls? What did you do that put them down? Uh, nothing. They they didn't really sleep this time. I don't know if you can see that. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> they didn't really sleep this time, but uh, I did. I've been a little bit under the weather, so I took uh, a pill and uh, traded spots with my uh, aunt-in-law, who was also flying with us. And they made a friend on the plane, and they laughed the most of the way there. Uh, the Reykjavik jump wasn't too bad they've they've been on 17 hour plane rides before so the nine hour jaunt wasn't terrible but you know the layover and then getting on another three hour flight to get here was a bit tricky you know they're they're kind of good for one flight but you know once you start getting complicated with it with multiple stops their little internal clocks are like what the fuck is going on here this isn't right totally (laughs) oh my gosh so yeah we made it that far but but now it's dealing with the uh, the jet lag doesn't do too well with them. I mean, they're four years old. They don't know how to deal with it, right? True. So they're just sleepy and um, cranky, and it's uh, it's been it's been uh, a bit of a tantrum after a tantrum. But it but that's that's life. So what how do if, your kids do? Your kids your kids look like you were having a great time. Yours are kind of over the hump of being little, real little people, not toddler. Totally, little people. You know, now I got a thirteen. We got a thirteen-year-old and a nine-year-old, and they are kind of road warriors anyway. So when we head up to San Francisco, basically within eight minutes, I just hear, "Dad, turn on your hotspot," and mm-hmm. they're ready to roll. I turn on the hotspot oh, right on my on. phone, drive all the way up, and we kind of did everything there was to do in San Francisco. It was absolutely awesome. I mean, it's not going to uh, you know Amsterdam, but we we ate at restaurants where. The receipt came and and everything was in Chinese because we were at the right restaurant. That's we went, what's up. Oh yeah, we went to uh, Academy of Arts and Science, which I think every adult should bring their child to because it is the greatest museum on earth. Um, we went and had ice cream in the middle of the night that was made by uh, what do you call it? Um, they pump. Uh, uh, what's the stuff like in, in your liquid, liquid nitrogen? We had that at yeah. like 11 o'clock at night. And then we went to a restaurant called uh, State Bird, which is. Uh, oh, um, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's a um, probably the best concept in a restaurant I've seen in a really long time where it's almost like dim is that sum. A chicken restaurant? It's no. not. No, it's not chicken. So it actually won the James Beard Award. It has a Michelin star, I believe, and we just walked in and we said, hey, can you take us? And they laughed at us and then said yes. Nice. And had one of the best meals I've ever had. We stayed at Kavala Point, which, or Cavallo Point, which is across the bridge, and it is probably the greatest hotel in San Francisco. So we oh, had a blast, nice. man. I absolutely loved it. That's good to hear. Yeah. No, I uh, I was following along via your text to me and the Instas. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it it looked like a good time. Yeah, my uh, wife found a donut place inside of a Chinese restaurant, so she was pretty happy. That's what's up. That is that's what's, what's up. up. Okay. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I hope we can keep up. You know, we can switch to design talk or whatever else. But uh, no, I hope I we can keep know. it up. But, like, in the last year, you know, these kids have been to London, Croatia, uh, Beijing and Unreal. Tokyo, like within the last 
calendar year, and now they're adding Reykjavik, Belgium, and Amsterdam to that list. So. See, you know what? I, what? You bring up a really awesome point to talk about, and I think that is the, you know, my buddy Strider Wazalewski said it really well to me. It goes, when, I, when he was a kid, it was easy to be an adult and tough to be a kid. And now it seems a lot easier to be a kid and tougher to be an adult because the roles have really kind of changed. Where my parents, you know, never thought about how to raise a kid, maybe a little bit, but they never talked to their friends about it. They just went about their lives and they said, be mm-hmm. home by this time. And that was life, right? Right. And now right. you and I are dragging our kids everywhere we go. We're going to stuff we want to see. We're exposing them to a, a world that is much smaller because when i was a kid man the end of my driveway the end of my city as far as my bike i could ride on my bike that was the edge of the world right and now i mean your kids have a passport that's better than mine my my kids have seen stuff and stayed in you know cooler hotels than i ever stayed in in my life and you know i think that's got to be just the best thing in the world for them yeah it's a, uh, it's cool. I'm hope. I mean, that's my goal or my hope. Not only is it something my wife and I enjoyed, so we didn't want to stop. Right. But also, I'm hoping that I can kind of alley oop them to start with a worldview that's a that's big. You know, yeah. I want them to know when they get older that they can get on a flight and be somewhere across the world. And I think it's changing as well. Right. You know, it's to be here and to see all the brands I see at home and to see the restaurants I see at home, you know, not in a bad way, but in a way where it is a global marketplace, Mm -hmm. uh, where it is, you know, I'm a fan of retail and you can see this language or this modernism or these trends and whether it's luxury or streetwear or whatever it is. And they're pervasive. They're in, shanghai and they're in belgium you know and the hot shoe releases that are in the states are happening at the same time in paris like it just to be a part of that and to come up like having that from the start to i I hope is going to be something that's beneficial for them and especially Mm. the way technology is going and the way work is going and and the way communication is going i think it's nice that it's not it doesn't have to just be something that when they get older is on the other side of somebody's Facebook, Instagram, right. whatever, Snap feed. But it's like, oh, I've been there. Oh, I can go there again. So, yeah. And uh, I, I have to apologize if I sniffle a little bit. It's uh, like <laughs> 30, 30 degrees, but I'm hoping that, you know, all of the revelry in the background adds something nice oh, to it's, the cast. It's so time. rad to hear it, man. It's <laughs> awesome. Okay, so while we're on the subject and you're in the Netherlands, let's talk about two things. Number one, bicycles. Yes. I mean, bikes are everywhere. Yeah. So this is the thing. I haven't seen it yet. I'm planning to get out for a run tomorrow morning. Uh, But I want to see Rush Hour. I haven't seen it yet. You know, I took a boat tour. They said there's 850,000 people who live here and there's a million bikes. Mm -hmm. Something like 20,000 bikes end up in the canals each year. Yeah, that's a good thing to Google if you haven't. Uh, Videos of them pulling bikes out of the canals. Right, right. So the the, the, the tour guide said, uh, I think I can remember these numbers, 20,000 bikes a year, something like 20 to 30 cars a year, eight or nine people a year, mostly guys who get too drunk and then fall in after drinking, which is why I just, you know, I turned my camera back on to show you a sign. Yeah. There's a weird sign 
that just says percentage ALC for percentage alcohol. Yeah. And it has like a 40 tipped up, <laughs> tipped up, tipped up, not even to 45 degrees, 90 degrees. So like a 40 that's literally straight parallel to the ground. And it has a red double circle around it, but it doesn't have like a cross out. No. It's just like a, a circle showing alcohol percent. It's it's the funniest sign, but I oh. think it's trying to tell you like be you know don't don't get drunk and fall in the canal. Like the Dutch man, it's not. Uh, I th- see. This is the part I love about the Dutch and being a Dutch person. This is what I identify with. A lot of it comes down to uh, personal responsibility. You know, I think uh-huh. in the Netherlands, the the bigger. Uh, world. It's not about what the government's doing for you. It's not about your neighbor. It's about, hey, you need to be responsible for yourself. So, right. like, that sign is a perfect representation of, hey, you're going to drink, but, you know, don't drink too much and don't fall in there. But, it's you know, so, fall It's on the sort ground. of saying that? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's kind of a soft reminder, like, drinking? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> if you're drinking, don't go in there. But yeah, oh, that's, that's the whole awesome. story I was just reading. You know, it's like that's why there's legal prostitution and there's legal cannabis and there's other vice at, uh, elsewhere that's legal here because they're kind of like, you know, you're a grown up, do it responsibly, pay your taxes, and uh, get on with your life. You know, mm-hmm. so I think one of the uh, one of interesting. the crazy parts in the Netherlands, like club drugs, right, where like cocaine uh, and other stuff like that. One of the things that they have in a lot of uh, stores there, like liquor stores, you can buy a baggie uh-huh. that you can test the drugs you bought and see uh-huh. if they're good, bad, or going to kill you. Uh-huh. And I think that's actually, you know, if you can't stop something, make sure everybody's doing it safely. I mean, I think that's right. always the the harsh reality of the Netherlands where they go, oh my gosh, if you want to marry a cat, you probably can, but it'll be in the Netherlands, <laughs> right? But they're like, yeah, if you're going to do it, just be cool about it and don't screw with your yeah. neighbor. You'll be fine. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's it's interesting. Okay. What um, have you seen that has blown your mind? Mm. Mm. Nothing yet. Okay. Not, not mind blown, but I'll tell you what I saw today that didn't blow my mind, but which is worth talking about is uh we were in belgium and we went to see the atomium do you know what that is no explain atomium the atomium is what belgium built for the 1958 world fair i think you get some church bells in the background oh Uh, i love it you get you hear it yep Oh, dude, I, I just Googled what you're talking about. I'm letting those bells live. Uh, awesome. So, Atomium, 1958 Belgium World Fair. And was, Atonium was is like Adam. Yeah, so it's it's like an atomic representation in a 15-story tall sculpture. So it's it's their version of the Space Needle of the Eiffel Tower you know, uh, their grand architectural reach for the sky that they built for, uh, the 1958 world's fair. So I went and saw that went all the way up to the top, looked around. So I've been to those two other ones. I'm sure there's more, but I've been to, uh, space needle and Eiffel tower. Both of those to me were more impressive, but what I always love about that stuff is getting that 20th century, weird retro future you know how they presented it at the time 
all the guys with their uh, vests and coats and overcoats and hats, like, you know, that that period of time where all the white people who showed up to those events from all over the world kind of looked exactly the same. It's like, are you a, are you a Russian or are you a French or are you an Italian? But they all kind of had that same kind of trench coated, uh, (laughs) FBI look. Totally. Uh, but, but, but it's just so funny because it's also kind of like that Disney era where everything's a people mover. There's like a tram that's got eight cars connected and there's, uh, a, a skyway that's got these different cable cars that are going across. And it's like every single one of these places that I've been to, they talk about the city and how they built it up around it and how there's one rich guy who like bankrolled the whole thing and the different designs they had. But it's always funny to see that kind of 20th century, you know, uh, the first three quarters of it, that design and that language and those like Pan Am style totally. pamphlets and posters and all that stuff. So that was that was fun. It wasn't the most impressive, but it's always fun to kind of put yourself in that hat and and recognize something that people came together to build in that way. Well, that was to, well. That is exactly what uh, Walt Disney tried to emulate with Tomorrowland. I mean, yeah. that that exact vibe of going there and going, "Oh my gosh, is this possible?" And you just yeah. see it and and optimism. While you're bringing that up, and while you're in uh-huh. in that country, I think one of the things we should probably talk about it on a another episode. But the the holy trinity of uh, of documentaries, one being Urbanized, and uh, how that movie, Gary Hustwit, oh, just absolutely so good. And the fact that you're in the Netherlands now, and you're you're talking about you know being in a country that has built itself around not only canals, uh, but bikes. But yep. uh, and and the whole city kind of wraps around where Los Angeles wraps around highways and uh, freeways. The country is so small and so dense that everybody's riding a bike. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the CEO or if you're the, uh, you know, hat check guy. You're riding yeah. a bike to work and everybody's pretty much equal. And that's just your mode of transportation. It's almost like college where everybody's riding a bike or a skateboard and it's not really well, a status symbol. It's a mode. It, it's crazy to me because there are so many of them. I got to see. Uh, I'm going to be up early. I want to see this rush hour. Hey, I got to see how it goes. There's I'm, still a lot of cars and other stuff. But right. I'm like, feeling the Chicago video of Amsterdam needs to be made. So apparently it's illegal to fly a drone here. Oh. Uh, well, you just don't speak. You don't speak Dutch. You know, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I didn't realize exactly where I was. And like during the day, yeah. I've been seeing these little alleys and I'm like, you know, just put if one I up. get down. If I get down one of these little alleys and I just get it up high enough, people won't hear it once totally. it's, you know, a couple hundred feet up. Totally. But, um, then I realized at night, like down these alleys is literally, you know, the snack king and the cheese deli and the porno shop and oh. the hedge, you know, it's like, so I'm like, maybe they won't care, but I have to figure since I'm in the like touristy area, there's probably some, not cops or so, somebody's around. I don't know. No, I don't know how the people, it's the Dutch. I don't know how the they're people gonna, feel about it. They're going to throw a wooden shoe at it. That's all that's going to happen. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> window's going to open and a totally. wooden shoe's going to just... <laughs> boomerang at it totally so so hey so i don't know while you're there might, look look up might get up look up sarlos while you're there okay because there's there's we'll a, do. we got a few little things around where you are right now yeah oh yeah i got a few so cousins. do you do you have uh do you know the lineage like how far back when the jump to america and all that happens oh how, yeah how, absolutely what's 
What's the connect? So connect um, the dots for me. Here's the quick connect the dots. The quick connect the dots is my dad was born here. My grandpa was born here. And then it goes into Lionheart or Lionheart Sarlos uh, of the Netherlands. And he's the one. Uh, Leonard is, is kind of the change of the name. He came uh-huh. over from the Netherlands to the United States and uh, ended up in Iowa where there was uh-huh. another Dutch enclave. And th- at this time, you had to have a sponsor. You had to have someone in America that was basically saying, I will take care of this person so that they will not be a drain on the country. And uh-huh. Chain migration. Chain migration. Oh, that's the way that America's always worked. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh. Right. Okay. That's what we did. <laughs> Um, That's what we do. So it goes back, you know, we're about four generations or five generations in the United States now. What's really okay. cool, I got the, uh, I do have the Ellis Island stuff. And then I also have the, um, my grandparents, great, my great, great grandparents uh, marriage certificate, 1917. I got that on the wall in my house. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I got a cousin, Neil, that's back there. There is uh, the Sarlos Wolfhound which is a registered mm. breed in the Netherlands, and you can't get them out of the Netherlands. Um, yeah, my lineage goes pretty deep there. How do, how do, I, how do I bring you a puppy? Oh, believe me. <laughs> I think Here's the crazy part. I think if you have one of those dogs, you actually need two because they are a pack animal, and they are a crossbreed of a um, German Shepherd and a wolf. And, and this has been brought to you by the American Kennel Club. I get you. <laughs> I know, but we have a we have a wine called Wolfhound, in which is kind of made in honor of that. No, oh, right on. Yeah, that's cool. So, are are your family over here farmers as well, or yep. just uh, yeah? Well, my uh, when my mom and dad were back there, they they opened the phone book and started flipping through it. And as my dad says, you know, as he stands on the street, he feels like he knows everybody because he kind of recognizes mm. everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, uh, I think, a specifically, if you are your lineage goes back somewhere, and like both my grandparents were Dutch, they, everybody back. I was the first person in my family to marry a non-Dutch woman. Uh oh. And so uh, you did all right, though. Yeah, I did good. My grandma called her American. Keith is marrying <laughs> an American. Um, but when my dad was there, they started flipping through the phone book, and they went back, and they they knocked on doors, and went in people's houses, and hung out. And, oh, that's right. Um, yeah, he had a great time. There's a my uncle. If, if you ever, if you look in the phone book, there, it says someone's name, and then it says your their occupation. Uh-huh. And my uncle had a relative who was a pig breeder. Nice. So it said pig fooker. In the, in <laughs> is the that book. what breeder is I, that? Because I, I think that's you're, it. You're literally getting them to consort. Yes. In tor- in, in order I, to breed them, I think that was that was the joke when my dad called me and started laughing. That's what he said. Oh, you're a pig fooker, and he's like, "What?" I thought that was great. Uh, that's funny. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm standing on the canal. I'm watching some ducks. I see some boats. I saw some rad house boats. I was very jealous of those people who. Oh, those are awesome. You know, made made some pretty rad little modern houseboats. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's beautiful. There's, you know, it's old when you come over here. It's totally. it's something you feel it reaching back, for better or for worse. It's like, you know, people have been in this place for a long fucking time. Yep. Walking up and down these stairs. Yep. And across these bridges and in these canals, and it's a, uh, that's something to me that doesn't get old. I mean, I'm always happy to come home, but it's like when you come back here, you're like, yeah, 
you know, New York has a taste of it. New mm-hmm. York has, you know, one level deep, but then you you go to the Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. You know right now, you could probably look around the corner, see a bread store, and that bread shop is probably older than our country. Yeah, possibly, yeah, right? It's like, totally. oh, this has been in our family for 300 years or whatever. Yeah. I think I heard, I heard a story the other day, and it was something ridiculous. It was like the oldest continuous... Uh, family-owned company in the world and i think it's a japanese yeah japanese that's exactly right and they've since like the 700s -hmm. or something it's construction company i think no 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 there's it's a hotel Mm. the one that i heard about okay keep going i think i think but it's like it's literally been i wonder how that feels because it's been handed down like generation to generation to generation for 1400 years like I don't know that you have any feeling like you can <laughs> escape that kind of weight, uh, but it, it was just you know I, I thought about that. It's and it's not a huge company. I don't even think they're very big. No, it's Nishima. But it's, just, it's it's uh, Nishiyama. It's a hotel mm-hmm. that goes back to seven oh five, and there's one at Congo Gumi, which is a construction company that goes back to uh, five seventy eight in Japan. Crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> Oh, but man, yeah, just so to be rad. like, oh yeah, my my great times eighteen grandfather and grandmother started this hotel. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Just think of the pressure. So, <laughs> yeah, no no pressure. That's yeah. hot potato. You're like, we'll just keep it open. You gotta keep right. it open. But everything's right. probably paid off. You're stoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Amazing. Well, I don't want to so keep that. you from being freezing, man, but I'm pretty impressed you called in today, dude. Thank you. It's all good. I figured I figured this was the the way to do it too, you know. Yeah. Get, get one in on the road. See if I can get some uh, some ambient. I'm glad I got some bars. The hotel has terrible Wi-Fi, so I'm definitely is, uh, sure that you could find whatever you need on that street you're on right now. Yeah. Uh, this is our first sponsor read. This is brought to you by AT and T Roaming. <laughs> I'll, hey, and, uh, I'll pay half your bill. If you ask your boy Jaime Macias, the only way to go when you're abroad is to use your own phone number, your own unlimited data, and your own text messaging, and pay that $10 a day extra so that you can use it wherever the hell you go. And this so. is brought to you by the oldest company <laughs> in the Netherlands, the Sarlos. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Right on, man. I'm going to hey. go look for some of those wolfhounds. Yeah, bring me back something cool. All right. I'll send you some fun pictures as I pass some of these store. I love it. Thought you're my hero, nothing man. You, nothing you haven't seen, I'm sure. That's right. That's right. Talk to you soon. All right. Later. Talk soon. Later.